Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Brew Podcast on maizeandbrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon, and we've got a lot to talk about tonight, so we're just going to jump right in. Joining me today is Maize and Brew recruiting contributor Seth Barry. And John is out this week, so it's just going to be me and Seth talking everything and anything about the barbecue at the big house for this weekend. Uh, but before we get to that, Seth, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's kind of fitting that we're talking about the barbecue at the big house. With um, I just got back from from Nashville, so barbecue's fresh on my mind. Um, still with with all that, but. Uh, with the food down there so so yeah i'm looking forward to talk about that you should have you should have seen if maize and brew could have got some tickets to this to this event that would have been that would have been nice well i don't think we can run a four or five or four four forty i think that that would probably be in the qualification of that to get an invite so yeah yeah I i gotta work on my on my speed drills before i'm able to do any of that did you go to uh hattie b's by chance in nashville no, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get a chance to, oh, uh, man. to get to that one. If if but. if you out in listener land are, are tuning in and for some reason are going to Nashville soon, uh, Hattie B's has the no hyperbole the best fried chicken sandwich I've ever eaten in my life. It is delicious. But I'm sure you hit up plenty of good places along the way down there because Nashville is uh, a great time. Great food. Great drinks. Music. I mean, it's everything that I really need out of a vacation. So uh, glad you had fun, man. But let's um, let's transition here to the barbecue. 
at the big house because we this is really the final major recruiting event for uh, the Michigan Wolverines for the summer before they start hosting 2023 prospects on official visits during game days. So this is really the last opportunity to really uh, secure some commitments before the fall season really starts. And hopefully they're going to be able to do that. They usually get at least one or two guys during this barbecue event. And there are a lot of really high-end prospects visiting and a lot of guys that have visited before. So this isn't going to be their first time on campus. And this is going to be a return, a return trip for a lot of them. Uh, so let, let's kind of just set the table here. We're going to talk about a few 2023 guys. We're going to talk about a few 2024 guys. And uh, my good friend, John Simmons, who is not on the podcast today, is going to whip up an entire recruiting visitors list for this weekend. Uh, that'll be on mazabrew.com later this week, probably posted Friday in the morning. So be on the lookout for that. So we're just going to talk about, Seth and I are going to talk about a few of these guys today that have already punched their ticket. They're confirmed for the barbecue, um, barring some unforeseen final second uh, change of heart or flight cancellation or something along those lines. These are the guys that we expect to be in Ann Arbor for the barbecue this weekend. And let's just start right along the defensive line. And you're going to kind of see a trend here because a lot of these guys are on defense. And it's something that Michigan, quite honestly, needs a lot of in this 23 class to start building. Um, and the defense has, it's been been a little better recently with Collins Achiapong and, and Eno Etta committing, but they still need some guys on the interior of that defensive line. And Michael Gardner certainly fits that bill he is a three-star prospect. He's number 498 on the composite. Uh, he's 6'2", 275 from Arizona, Peoria, Arizona. Uh, he officially visited Michigan back in June, on June 10th. He's also taken official visits to Wisconsin, Cal, Oregon, and Texas. And he is lined up to announce his commitment to wherever he's going to commit to uh, next Wednesday, August Third, so it's uh, it, it going to be a big day potentially for the Michigan Wolverines, but not before he visits for the barbecue at the Big House. Uh, Michigan has uh, really been uh, uh, trying to get him uh, into this class. They offered him back in June on June sixth, and and that's really um, uh, just a few days before he took that official visit to Michigan. So uh, things really happened quickly uh, in this recruitment here for Michigan to start building some momentum. Mike Elston extended that offer, got that official visit, and luckily getting an unofficial visit uh, out of him. He's paying out of his own pocket to travel from Arizona to Ann Arbor, Michigan for the barbecue at the Big House. So, Seth, this is a, a, a pretty decently, uh, uh, in my opinion at least, uh, a potential commit watch uh, just a few days after the barbecue at the big house. And this would be a nice addition for the interior of that D line. It's a position that they really need moving forward in this 23 class. So this is a big time visitor. Uh, yeah. And we've talked about, you know, and I've, I've certainly mentioned and, you know, you and John have as well kind of about the, you know, the job that, that Mike Elson has been able to do, um, you know, on the recruiting trail. Now we're just, we're kind of waiting for it to, to translate into some commits here. And, you know, I'm sure that'll, that'll come over time because he's, he's been hitting the trail hard and, and building good relationships since he's 
uh, been brought onto the staff. But yeah, I mean, Gardner, obviously they've, they've been able to build a lot of momentum um, with him. Like I said, it's a, it's a big thing that he's, like I said, he's, uh, you know, taking money out of his own pocket to, to come and, and visit this weekend for the, for the barbecue. And I think Michigan, you know, I think they'll be in a good spot here. Um, you know, I really like him as, as a prospect and yeah, I think I agree. I think this is a, this is a guy that come by, you know, next Wednesday, he could, uh, he could end up a Wolverine. So, um, you know, looking there, Michigan will be looking to build that, like I said, on the de- defensive side of the ball, I'm trying to bulk up that, that defensive line and, and get a few commits there. So, so that, that could be a, a start in a, you know, in the right direction if Gardner is, is, does end up committing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not really in on a ton of interior guys. It's it really him, Xavier McLeod being the other notable guy in my mind, John Walker, he's a top hundred guy at D tackle. I just picked up a crystal ball today to uh, UCF. Um, interestingly enough, and he visited Michigan uh, back in June as well. So yeah, this is going to be a really big time visitor uh, this weekend because the prospects are kind of dwindling along the interior of the defensive line, the edge spots they're they're in a very good spot for the edge position with Achia Pong and, you know, Etta um, potentially Nicholas Harbor, if they get him on board as well, but yeah, look for the interior of the defensive line uh, to really be a focal point uh, moving forward. And uh, uh, with Michael Gardner being among those top targets along the interior of the defensive line. Let's move from the defensive line to the defensive backfield. And this was one that was confirmed by Sam Webb over at the Michigan Insider uh, very recently. And and this is a a really big-time one, too, because I thought this was a recruitment that Michigan uh, was kind of losing grip on. I I thought they had a, a pretty big lead, and then it seemed like Michigan kind of lost it a little bit. And this is Jair Hill. Uh, who I'm speaking of. He's 6'1", 170. He's from Illinois. He's a four-star prospect at 276 overall on the composite, the number 30 overall cornerback. Really seemed like Michigan had momentum. And then Illinois, the hometown school, really started to push a little bit harder than Michigan was. And reportedly, a lot of the reasons why uh, Michigan had lost that grip on that recruitment on their lead is because Jim Harbaugh kind of backed off a little bit and the Hill family reportedly wanted Harbaugh to be a little bit more involved. And EJ Holland over at on three, the Wolverine had put out a story earlier today that I read uh, that said that, I mean, it really the differences between Michigan and Illinois in this recruitment is that Brett Bielema is a little bit more active in this recruitment than Jim Harbaugh is. So I would fully anticipate Harbaugh is a lot more active at the barbecue at the big house. He's going to be flying back from uh, the current team's uh, trip around Michigan uh, to attend this barbecue at the big house and to um, and go to big 10 media days later this week. So he, he's got a fully loaded schedule uh, this week. And uh, I can tell you, Seth, he, he's going to be honing in on a few guys and Jire Hill is certainly one of them. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. It reminds you a little bit of the of the Mir Herring situation with, you know, when that recruitment cooled off a little bit and, you know, obviously Herring ended up 
coming back um, to take a visit and, and uh, Michigan was able to kind of rekindle that, that relationship there. So it, it could be one of those type of situations again. Um, like I said, I, I kind of expected Michigan to lock this up a while ago if they were interested in doing so. Um, but obviously the, you know, with Harbaugh cooling on, on Hill a little bit and that, and that relationship being a little shaky apparently and, and Bielema really, really reaching out with Illinois. Um, but in theory, you look at it on paper and you're like, Illinois is the only school, only other school really involved here. You know, why, you know, if Michigan wants them, why, why aren't they able to, to get them? But it, it could be one of those things, like say after this weekend, uh, they really, you know, Harbaugh really uh, makes a connection with Hill, you know, says, Hey, we want you, we really want you with the program. We want you to be in the maize and blue and, and next thing you know, he's he's committed to the school. So could be one of those type deals. I think they could definitely, you know, if they if they really reach out and and have a good connection and a good bond uh, at the barbecue, then it could be something that that swings them toward Michigan. But yeah, it, as of late, it's it it seemed like one of those recruitments that you know you're like, okay, when, like when's it going to happen? And then then it cooled a little bit. And but it, we'll we'll know more after this weekend about about J.R. Hill for sure. Yeah, he's taken official visits to Illinois and to Michigan and recently got offered by Florida State. So we'll see if that offer uh, plays any factor in his recruitment moving forward. Let's go to another defensive back who's, uh, interestingly enough, already committed to another program, but has visited Michigan twice already in this calendar year, is going to be visiting for a third time for the barbecue at the big house. And that's Aaron Gates, a six foot, 180 pound defensive back from the the, uh, Sharpsburg, Georgia, plays at Trinity Christian High School. He's 318 on the composite. He's listed as an athlete, so he's the 21st ranked athlete in the country. Committed to Florida, and he's been committed to Florida since August of 2021 with uh, Dan Mullen, the former uh, head coach there. That's who he committed to originally. So he's been very open to other schools, other opportunities. He visited Michigan for the spring game. Visited Michigan uh, on an official uh, basis earlier uh, this month, or I'm sorry, uh, earlier in June, earlier this summer. So he's going to be visiting for the barbecue, another unofficial here. And uh, I mean, to me, this is certainly one worth keeping an eye on as well as a prospect who's currently committed somewhere else. And you visited another school not once, not twice, but now it's going to be three times, Seth. I, I just really cannot see this one going any other way than him eventually flipping from Florida to Michigan. What say you? Yeah, yeah, this is big that they were able to, you know, even if they wouldn't have got him there this weekend, I, I still think they had some pretty good momentum. But when it came out that, you know, that Gates was going to attend this event, um, like say the you got your your third visit now to Michigan and and it's kind of been trending that way I think to to where you know the general consensus is that by the by the time this thing is done uh, Michigan's going to be be the team that is in a good place here and I, I think you know after this weekend um, you know I, I'm not sure do do we know when does he have a commitment date so, I mean he's committed to Florida so I mean it could happen anytime I guess if he if he flips but but yeah, a really good sign for Michigan for him to get him on on campus and to come to this event. And um, yeah, I, I think they're in a good spot with him, and, and it, it'd be a big get if they can if they can end up landing him. 
Yeah, I as far as what you were kind of alluding to there, like a commitment, like flip date, like tentatively, I think he wants to have it done before the end of the summer. So I would certainly keep an eye on this one within the next like month or so. If he's going to flip, it's going to be pretty soon. So uh, certainly one to watch moving forward. Let's go to another defensive back. Let's just keep this train rolling uh, in in the secondary. Another four-star corner in the 2023 class. His name is Chris Peel. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina, plays at Providence Day School, which is going to be a trend moving forward here. So uh, get ready for me to uh, just scream from the rooftops, Providence Day School. Uh, Chris Peel is 226 on the composite in the number 26 corner in America. He's got four crystal ball predictions right now to the Georgia Bulldogs, but they are really filling up their defensive back class. So there's a question as far as if there's room for him in their class as of right now. It'll be really interesting to monitor that moving forward. He also has an official visit set up to South Carolina for September 16th. So at the very least, it appears on paper that he's not really in a rush to make a decision anytime soon. So this could be one that goes well into the football season. Uh, really, really good prospect here. I, I think he's kind of underranked at uh, 226 on the composite. I think he's a little bit better than that. I really like this kid. I think he would be a fantastic addition to the secondary and uh, certainly uh, would make a good corner for Steve Klinkscale uh, to develop at the college level. So. Uh, Seth, uh, like I said, I, I really like this prospect here. It would be a good addition uh, if they're able to get him and a guy like Aaron Gates and perhaps even Hill, the guy that we talked about two players ago. Uh, that could potentially be your secondary class right there. Um, but, but this would really be, in my opinion, uh, uh, the best cornerback that they would be able to potentially get uh, coming to the barbecue, at least. Obviously, uh, a Toviano, the uh, a five-star composite cornerback would be like the, the dream, but uh, Chris Peel would certainly be uh, no consolation prize. He's a really good prospect in his own right. Yeah, I think the coaching staff has to be really excited about him if they were able to to get him on and, you know, if he's able to commit. But yeah, the, the situation in, you know, at Georgia there is interesting to, you know, I know recruits oftentimes they they keep an eye on obviously, you know, for the class and how many defensive backs they have or for that position. And, and, you know, that, that plays into um, their decisions a lot, a lot of the time. So it could be a situation where Michigan stays in this thing, obviously it helps that he has, you know, three other teammates that'll be visiting there this weekend. They're in class of 2024. He's in the 23, but um, just the fact that they'll all be there together and kind of can experience the the same things and have conversations when they go back to to Providence Day uh, is going to be a good a good thing I think for you know for Michigan to be able to to hopefully get some continue to build some momentum there and um, yeah if they could if they could land a couple of these defensive back prospects I mean like say Taviano would be the kind of be the dream but um, you know they could. They they could start to to build a really good class and Clink Scales done a done a good job on on the trail um, so far so so yeah it's good prospect and you know we'll see what comes out of that but you know having having the teammates there this weekend and and kind of uh, you know they can they can kind of you know take their opinions back to their high schools and talk or whatever whatever happens there I think it's uh it's big it's big to have them on and really like them as a prospect too. Yeah, Klingscale has done good recruiting overall. Doesn't have any 
commitments in this 23 class obviously had a really, really big haul in 22. So he, he certainly has the recruiting chops. He, he's done it before at Kentucky, did it last cycle. So he, he's going to get it going at some point, and perhaps Chris Peel uh, will be one of those guys moving forward for him. You alluded to his 24 teammates who are going to be visiting with him. So let's just jump right into those guys because um, there's potential commitment watch for one of these guys, and I'll kind of explain. It's not this player. So don't get too excited about Jaden Davis, the five-star quarterback. I I think Michigan's in a really good spot with him right now, but I I don't think he is going to drop a commitment at any time soon. He's listed at six feet, 190. Uh, as we've mentioned, he's from Providence Day High School in Charlotte, North Carolina, number 19 overall, number five at the quarterback position, and the number one player in the state of North Carolina for the 24 class. He's got offers from pretty much everywhere. Um, I, I would say the main competition at this point is probably Georgia, Clemson, Alabama. Those are usually uh, the main guys <laughs> that are going to go after a kid uh, in that kind of uh, a region of America. Let's jump over to his teammates in the 24 class who are going to be visiting alongside him. Two receivers. One is named Jordan Ship. He's a four-star on the composite at 312 overall. He's 6'2", 195. The other is Channing Goodwin, who is a three-star at number 331 overall, and he is 6'1", 165. He, Goodwin, I believe could be on commitment watch at some point. I don't know if it's going to be after this weekend, but he visited previously with both Jordan Ship and Jaden Davis back in the month of June. His father is a former offensive lineman at Michigan, played in the NFL for a while, won a Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints, I believe. And he seems to be very, very pro blue on Twitter. So I would not be surprised if at some point in the near future, Channing Goodwin wound up being a Michigan Wolverine commitment. Um, And and like I said, he's a three-star on the composite, but 24-7 has him ranked much, much higher at 102 overall in the country, the number 16 overall wide receiver. Um, So uh, just a little flip-flop for the composite with uh, a Jordan Ship, who is a four-star composite, but 24-7 has him as a three-star overall player. Jane Davis, obviously, is going to be a five-star across the board, so you don't have to worry about him uh, being a four- or a five-star or whatever. Uh, Seth, I, I think this is these, – these are probably three of the more important visitors coming to the barbecue. And I, it, it kind of sucks that their juniors uh, are heading into their junior season because they're they're – Potential is sky high, especially Jane Davis. He's a, a very talented passer, obviously very keen of Michigan. He uh, wears Michigan gear, uh, throwing the football at practices and, and just playing catch with his teammates. He, he seems to be very pro blue as well. Um, so, uh, again, I think if any of them would be on commitment watch, it would be Goodwin. But I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan led for all three of these guys at this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, kind of hitting on, you know, the the main guy, Jane Davis there that, you know, that everyone wants to hear about. Um, 
I think he is definitely going to take his time with his recruitment. I was just reading an article earlier by, by EJ Holland and, you know, he wants to take his official visits. He's going to kind of, you know, take his time and do his due diligence, which he should um, with all his, you know, obviously all of his offers and all the schools that are, that are knocking at his door. So that, that makes sense in that regard. But, um, but yeah, with, I mean, with the receivers, with Goodwin, uh, I think you make a good point with, you know, just, just like you say, he's, he's very pro Michigan. He had a father that played there. Um, you know, it could be, could be, he comes out of this weekend and, and drops a commitment. Um, who knows, but, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a big, it's big to have them all three on campus, obviously. And just like I said, it, it does kind of suck that they're, they're class of 2024. Um, but with, you know, with a guy like Goodwin, he doesn't have, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of huge offers. Um, so it's definitely a guy that can, especially if he continues to ascend in the, in the rankings and, and play well at his high school, then, you know, if Michigan kind of has him locked in and of course he can keep his options open, but uh, just to get him early, to get a guy like that early and, you know, with all these guys, um, you know, staying in touch and, and being in, you know, the lead or, you know, the top one or two schools with each of them, um, I think is a big thing. But um, I mean, you even look at, at ships offers and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a huge list of, um, of huge schools on there. So uh, Michigan probably being the, the biggest, you know, the, the biggest football powerhouse on, on his list offers as well from, from what I see. So, so yeah, there, it, it'll be something to watch with all of them, but yeah, I, I agree. If anyone's on, on commitment watch um, sooner rather than later, it's definitely a good one. Yeah. There's, there's certainly some potential there. I, I'm not saying he's going to, but I, I think if, if there is going to be one, it, it just seems pretty obvious that he would be among the top choices uh, to commit after or during this weekend, um, either, or we'll certainly see, but yeah, let's let's move on to uh, our, our final prospect here. Before we do, though, I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, Maize and Brew Podcast's newest sponsor, and that is Manscaped. And if you're looking for some new grooming supplies, go right to manscaped.com. Use that promo code MNB20 at checkout. You'll get 20% off uh, your entire order. So, again, MNB20 at checkout. Use promo code MNB20. So thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring Maze Brew Podcast. And they got a lot of good stuff over there. Now let's talk about our final prospect here that we're going to chat about uh, attending the barbecue. And another guy who's been on Michigan's campus before, he is no stranger to the Michigan Wolverines. He's an in-state prospect, very highly regarded uh, on both sides of the ball. So he's listed as an athlete. His name is Jacob Odin. He is from Harper Woods, 6'1", 188, number 121 overall on the composite, 15 athlete and the number five player in the state of Michigan. There are a few crystal balls in there for Michigan State, but as of right now, I would disregard those. Um, I, I, it seems like he's very open uh, to his recruitment, very open to this entire process. He's visited Michigan um, on more than one occasion just this year alone, and he's going to be taking a return trip to Ann Arbor for the barbecue at the Big House. Clink uh, Scale, Ron Bellamy, all those guys are really in on him, but he's being recruited as a defensive back, so he would more than likely be a corner at Michigan. Seth, I really like him as a prospect, too. He's certainly among the top guys in the state of Michigan for the 24 class. You could argue he's 
I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be better than CJ Carr in the 24 class, but you could argue he's probably number two, number three. He's listed at number five right now in the composite. So it's not terribly far off, but there's a lot of really good talent in the state of Michigan in this 24 class. And, and honestly, Jacob Odin, he could be among the top three in my opinion, at least, but yet really good to get him on campus, especially if there's any Michigan state buzz, you certainly want to beat uh, your rivals, not only on the field, but on the recruiting trail too. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and to kind of make up for, you know, missing out on CJ Carr. I mean, the, these are guys that you, you know, that are top five, top 10 in the state that you, you at least want to, you know, I mean, you want to land all of them, um, you know, if, if, if it works out that way, but at least be in the mix and, and, you know, recruit your, recruit your state. I mean, it's huge, um, especially when, you know, you're recruiting against one of your rivals, obviously. So, yeah, I've, like I said, I've really liked Odin as a, as a prospect as well. Um, like I said, we talked about clean scale and, and how I think we think water will kind of find this level in terms of getting some guys to, to commit in this, you know, 23 and, and 24 class, you know, once you get down the road in the, into the next cycle as well. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's someone that's, that's big to have, you know, this weekend, especially being in state. And like I said, I would, especially this early kind of, I agree, kind of disregard those, those crystal balls for Michigan state, not that they won't be in the mix or, you know, not land them, but, but yeah, I think Michigan is they'll, they'll be in play, um, for, for his recruitment for sure. And, and he's an exciting, exciting prospect that, that, uh, if, if Michigan were able to land them down the road, it would be it would be exciting for, for them to, uh, to be able to do that. Seth, it's been quite the summer, man. I mean, from the official visit frenzy in June now to the barbecue at the big house, it's, uh, it's been crazy. Like this summer has just absolutely flown by regarding Michigan football recruiting. And, and really the next time that we're able to talk about anything like this, we'll be talking about kids taking official visits for, uh, these football games that are going to be coming up here. We're, we're so, so close to legitimate actual football. And uh, this is really the, the last big recruiting event of the summer uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. So any, uh, any final thoughts on, on any of that or any predictions uh, to come out of this weekend or, or just anything whatsoever? Oh, I mean, I, I agree. It has kind of flown by it's, but there's, there's nothing better to me. I mean, there's obviously so much going on in the summer with, with recruiting and things like that. Um, obviously we had a big lull of, of, you know, not, not getting commits at Michigan, but, you know, things have picked up these last few weeks for sure. Um, but there's nothing better, you know, once we get to the fall and we have the football games are going and we can kind of talk, you know, we have part of our staff that are obviously writing about the games and analyzing that. And then we're over here, you know, talking about which recruits would be on campus and who's, who's going to what game. And so it's just, it, it'll be really fun. And I'm, I'm looking forward to all that and looking forward to see what comes out of this weekend. And um, yeah, we're, we're getting closer and closer to kickoff, which is, which is fun, but you know, the recruiting season never stops. So, so I'm just looking forward to all of it. Yeah. Recruiting is truly a 24, seven, 365 business. Uh, which makes it exciting for us and, and hopefully for you out there in listener land too, because we really truly love putting out this content, this podcast, the recruiting roundups, all the updates on maizeandbrew.com. We really love doing all of it. So but thank you again for your continued support. We really do appreciate it. And 
you guys are a big reason why we're able to continue doing this. So thank you again. And uh, Seth, thanks for hopping on per usual. And thank you again out there in listener land for tuning into this episode of Future Brew. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Seth, where are you at on Twitter, my friend? Barry underscore Seth 14. Follow Mason Brew, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. Just type in Mason Brew. Something should pop up. Give us some five-star reviews and subscribe to all of our Mason Brew podcasts. We would certainly appreciate that. And one more final plug for Manscaped, uh, Mason Brew podcast, newest sponsor. Again, promo code MNB20 to get 20% off your order at manscaped.com. We'd appreciate you uh, participating with that. As well, for Seth Barry, I am Vaughn Lozon. We will come back to you guys next week with more than likely a recap of the barbecue at the big house, and hopefully we see some fireworks. But until then, stay safe out there and go blue.